0: Hello, and you're listening to Let's oh, Drone Out. And special thank you to our lovely patrons that help donate so that we can pay the editor to remove the swear words and silly things we say. Massive thank you to... Carlos Campos. Art Faulkner. Sam Dharma, Mikey Dread. On with the show. Telemetry recovered. Let's drone out now.
1: Hello, and welcome. (laughs) And welcome to Let's Drone Out, and you are joined by this evening Curry
2: Kitten.
0: Hello, what's
2: going on? Everyone's favourite Curry Kitten. (laughs)
0: Not to be slightly unwell, Jack. Your
2: less favourite Curry Kittens. Hello, Uh, the man in control, Frank. Hello, and myself, Stephen. Hello. You're supposed to say what episode number it is, which only Frank
0: knows. It's Frank episode over
3: 324.
0: Ooh. Three, two, four? <laughs> it took a while to count that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was hoping right, we'd, so. we'd have Tony this week because he said he's definitely flown. And definitely. I think he can prove that because he's put a video up. But,
0: I don't know yeah. it was a universal credit soldiers <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Where I can't take flying. credit I can't take credit for that that was a, a joke told to me by Ed uh and Ed's I think it's a family mom, member who's a real soldier and he first the people like Tony's universal credit soldiers <laughs>
1: Well everyone looked very serious and uh, fully kitted up with their airsoft stuff and he was zooming along a bunch of trenches, very nice smooth bit of cine flying there from Tony.
0: Yep, and uh, we should pay more respect because today is the 11th of the 11th, we should have a minute silence on the podcast for everyone to enjoy.
1: We'll have an awkward silence at some point I'm sure
2: we're
0: yeah. building up to it <laughs> we can all add add in all the yeah if you add the
2: awkward silences, they're doing about 5-6 minutes anyway <laughs> so we've got that <laughs> covered
3: so right the the editor whose birthday it is today uh, takes all those out so listeners of the podcast won't know
2: about that sounds quite snappy I listened to it in the car uh, a while ago and I was like who are these people they sound really good <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised you what you can do awesome. with editing it's amazing <laughs> Who are these monkeys? They sound really crap.
0: (laughs) You know that. You know that monkey space bar. uh, Every thirty seconds, you're on about. He is like every time we drop a new podcast, he's like.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's all synthesised. It's not real. It's all all just random, random crap and AI. Not real people.
0: You started at eight. <laughs> I think I remembered what day it was and Tony hasn't shown up.
1: Speaking yeah. of random crap and gibbering, I decided to programmatically create some random crap and gibbering.
0: Ooh.
1: Um because I was I was annoyed at the soft, seductive tones of my HTX radio, which I became increasingly convinced was trying to seduce me rather than give me any warnings. Um, the developers had moved the English voice with sharp RP to a very soft, soothing Irish voice with a little, milter. kind of a come-to-bed sibilance, um, which was very hard to understand on, on the typical 10-cent speaker that they jam into these radios. Um, Irish people are lovely and they sound very nice, but as, as a radio, I wanted it to be a bit more, more sharp and not quite as seductive. Um, so I, I set about building my own voice pack And I found out that they're all auto-generated. They're all synth voices. No one's sitting down there at a mic anymore. And uh, yeah, I I went through the steps and got my own Azure account, which was a pain in the bottom, and and set about churning out a couple of voices. So I've got in a pull request now to HTX for a British female and male voice. I found, weirdly, all of the voices are female, which uh, I guess everyone just has some kind of Slightly old sexist notions about their radios, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) But I I thought for balance, I'd do a male one.
0: I like my uh, transmitter sounding like a disgruntled old dinner lady.
1: (laughs) Or Gladys, (laughs) with a chip on her
0: shoulder. (laughs) That's uh, that's my my grandmother's name. (laughs) I
2: I wanted to do um, a follow-up voice pack with Sophie now. She's a teenager where every switch just says, I hate you, leave me alone, and stuff like that. But in teenage style, she decided she didn't want to do that anymore, and she hates me, and I'd just leave her alone. <laughs> Should have just recorded I, her saying that. I'll just, I just like, record on my iPhone and go and talk to her. I'll have enough stuff after like five Every switch is with. just,
1: Dad! Dad!
0: <laughs> so stupid! <laughs> No, I want one there. you can't say that podcast. anymore you're going
2: to get cancelled as another one yeah. that comes yeah. up a lot uh, oh,
0: you're not a real podcast you're not on Spotify oh my god what is this <laughs> well, when Sophie favorite.
2: found out we were on Spotify it was like we almost managed to save fifteen ninety nine a month because she uh, yeah. it devalued yeah. Spotify that much too <laughs>
0: she like literally said her is good <laughs> uh, that is so funny.
2: So, what has been happening with you guys? Have you been up to anything flying related? Oh, yeah. what you got, Jack? Holding It up looks a like wing? a twin engined thing.
0: Yeah. So, this is the replacement wing for the Mini Guinea. Um, it's been beautifully cut out.
1: Was uh, the Mini Guinea the one wing? that you had at LDO? No. Was that a Mini Guinea? Yes.
0: I've, I've flashed the, the receiver. I haven't powered it on to see whether it binds yet. <laughs> and I have re-soldered and crimped the uh, ailerons. Ooh, and nice. that is as far as I've got.
2: This week, I've been mostly putting some of this together. Ooh, wow. I, I would have got further, but from the fact... I didn't seem to have a... Very sharp scalpel. And this is equivalent, as I was saying, Stephen, is like just getting a spoon. You just take the servo and you out. push it into the phone, don't you? You just, just kind of... Just bike <laughs> it to get the servos and the thing. This could be my Open HD wing, because it's got a nice amount of space here. What? What? Who's Who made it? What model is this it? This is... A, a, it was a old, new thing. So it was a brand new, mm. in-the-box Flying Wings Falcon Evo, mm. and Flying Wings haven't been in business for Three four years now. No, um, it was it was my friends who didn't get around to building it, and he was just going to chuck it. So he says, "Do you want this?
0: Have you yeah, not got sharp
2: blades?" Well, I got blades, and they're like, you know, I could cut myself, but I, how I can you not big... cut foam? I mean, it's like the softest thing. In the world, there's cutting foam, and there's cutting foam cleanly. <laughs> if you don't have a sharp blade, you just end up with all these like bubbles, as as the blade basically distorts all the little tiny bubbles right, of foam. I and I had this big box, you know, you, you can occasionally. I think I found it in some shop, drawer. and it was like a big box of blades, mm-hmm. and I can't find it, so I've been using, <clears> you know, essentially a spoon. Uh, but I, I sort of gave up on that because I got. I have to have like in the kitchen. I most prized family heirloom,
1: which is uh, a knife-sharpening block that my grandfather had hidden in the kitchen drawer, which has now been hidden in my kitchen drawer for about (laughs) 25 years and saved my arse on a regular basis. I have a knife-sharpening
2: stone. It's in the box with all the other knives that I can't find. (laughs) (laughs) It's around here somewhere. I'll I'll look for it tomorrow because I can't... I, I still need to cut stuff for the receiver and the GPS... And I still need to dig out more for the servos, and I thought, oh, mm. I can't, I can't be doing this digging. Attach your soldering to it. <laughs> and this I, is I, where so you've gone wrong. Some people as well use Dremels just to get again. the Dremel to the right size and just drop it down in the hole and make a, a thing which looks yeah. neat. Yeah, I've
0: got a tile um, cutting piece, and that's what it's used for. There, you screw it on the end, and it depth gauges. That's cool.
1: So uh, unlike you professionals doing your, your fixed wing with your calculations, I've just been uh, hitting trees with a quadcopter. I got the shark bite build up and flying and took it out to the forest. And boy, uh, I'm surprised by how good the signal is. Uh, See, I, 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 I saw Bardwell's video and it looked like absolute poop. But I don't know what Bardwell's doing. I'd have thought the guy knows how to build a quad, but this this is just really clean. It's really, You're really tired.
0: clean.
1: Hmm? Yeah. Uh, well, I can fully accept that like he had a quad which had been raced, so it's probably hit things at speed. Um this has been just, you know, gently cruised round open spaces and some nice soft trees, no metal obstacles. But yeah, uh man, it's clean. It's really, really good. And I'm actually having a bunch of trouble with my DGI kit right now, where I don't know if it's the CADEX antenna or the flight Crystal I've got on the goggles, but man, this is actually giving me better video than my DJI setup, which is crazy. As soon as mm. I put any, any sort of foliage around it, the DJI, on the Vista especially, like the air unit's okay, but the Vista-based stuff, I've got a couple of them, they're just absolute poop, which is why I'm sort of messing around and trying to um, go from UFL to, to SMA antennas on them.
3: Caroline says Bardwell had interference from his Wi-Fi
1: repeater. I mean, I've got Wi-Fi here as well. I've never seen anything as sketchy as he had. Like, I've literally, because I'm an IT nerd, I've got Wi-Fi boosters in every room. Like, <laughs> I, I'm six foot from a Wi-Fi booster. And I, I don't see the t- type of I an IT, ner- I,
3: IT nerd would just cable everything.
2: Yeah, they're all hardwired. Call yourself a proper IT nerd. Where's your Cat six cabling all through <laughs> your house? <laughs> in the walls. It, yeah, yeah, I have Cat six a in the walls. So, yeah. I plug it I
1: guess <laughs> but then, then I've got people. Wi-Fi points on gigabit in every single room. So every room's got good Wi-Fi. Oh, it's right. like, hanging like hanging around with, with a very hairy, <laughs> very hairy Linus tech tips, isn't
0: it? Have you, um, speaking of Quite which, you, hairy Linus have, tech you, have you been watching the uh, Daily Driver Linux with um, Linus and... Uh, um, I don't watch, I don't know.
1: I find uh, him, he's a little bit sort of, it's, it's frustrating. It's like watching stuff for um for noobs, you know, it's a bit like, oh, and here's this other amazing thing that you've never heard of, which you've known about for 25 years. It's just, it's kind of irritating, so yeah, not, not really my bag.
0: <sighs>
1: it's like watching drone camps RC, you know, let's just do it like that with Linux he does a lot of good stuff but yeah I mean I, I work for Linux every day is my day job so
0: yeah yeah but don't you just like look down and you know just look at them and you know feel pity
1: I feel pissy on a regular basis sure I yeah <laughs> uh pity Pitty. did you say a bit of pissy all right okay. <laughs> <No. Yeah. laughs>
3: talking of talking of such things uh not sure whether I'm focusing on the linux or the pissy but uh i am pleasantly surprised that over the past week we haven't been absolutely just like uh flame warded out of existence by the philosopher drone community so I, i'm
1: i'm
2: grateful for that
1: <laughs> thank you wow. we love your software please make it shinier <laughs> did,
2: did they come back and try and get us for for sharing the wrong video I think, I I think, think, was it. I think it was slid up on the tree, so it was fine. <laughs> it was. Yeah.
0: I think I think Frank just made us dodge that bullet. He was just like duck. One of us said quack. And then <laughs> and then we uh yeah, we hit the deck and um yeah, uh yeah, we I'm grateful up,
1: that up, they're up out there, there and they're they're doing the lovely little project. Um there's definitely competition though. Definitely competition.
2: I got um, a weird thing, which I agreed to get on the basis that it was so stupid looking. This has just arrived. Ooh. One of these. Uh, one of those twigs, are they called? Dildo it's, drone. It's bone drone, because bone it looks drone. like a cartoon bone. <laughs>
3: yep.
2: And you put one motor here, one motor yeah. there. And the only problem I thought about, and maybe I thought about it too late, is as soon, because one, one motor is obviously facing up and the other's down, else they oh. had to hit each other, and the stack's there. It's. Taking off and landing.
0: You need and a really can't big battery. Take off then. from
2: the floor. I'm going to have to like hold it and Actually. then not get killed. You so used to have a really um, fat battery to act yeah, as a yeah. stand. What about landing again? I'm going to have to like hover it and come in and. I
0: would take out a large parcel tube and balance it. Just, on that. Just
3: hover above the ground and disarm. It's fine. Hold
1: the battery. Engage stability mode. Throttle up. Let go. Put your goggles on.
2: Yeah, I think landing's definitely harder than the launching. (laughs) Launching should be. Okay, so quick poll. Who actually
1: pretends that they are doing a correct, slow, sensible landing every time with a quadcopter?
2: I have to, because it's so (laughs) muddy out there. If I don't land perfectly on my landing landing mat, it's like I'm screwed. I'd just be a pile of mud. I mean, I make sure that I'm
1: standing, because I'm standing there a place that isn't, like, ankle-deep in water.
2: So I stand on the dry bit, and then I just, like, fly it into my leg, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is because you're flying these teeny ones. As soon as you get to five-inch, and you're coming yeah, to maybe a bit more careful there. Or you're, you're doing, like, a Frank, and, like, I'll try it with the uh, the camera at 60-degree 60, 60 tilt. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can only fly 80 miles an hour minimum.
0: <laughs> you don't want to hit yourself at that speed. Frank, yes. did you ever fix the mini-NJ dr- drone?
3: No, the uh, what was it? Receiver ish problem. I mean, the entire drone is in bits, but I was trying to remember what model it was Atari 69, maybe. I think it was that NJ gave mm. me, and it's yeah, it's had an unscheduled, unscheduled
2: disassembly. Uh, oops, yeah, just looking but, at the comments, we, we don't have many landers. We have an awful to lot Disarm at three foot. Classic. <laughs> Strong move. That's what you do. Land, land in tree. Land what's We're going to get that? below, below here. Below that level. Preferably below, below groin, groin level if you can. But it's basically much, below if, head if level. If you catch is the an image part. of yourself at the corner of your goggles, you know you're close, and that's when you can just disarm. <laughs> and after that point, follow the beeper. I mean, once you've disarmed, like you're not getting the full force of the motors. If
1: you do hit yourself, you just got to worry about the momentum, and so, yeah, not, not terrible. Uh, as long as it, as long as cuts. you
3: don't have to pack up and take everything with you to go and pick, retrieve it. As far as I'm concerned, yeah. it's a landing. Right.
0: I still remember that uh, the radian and losing signal. <laughs> <laughs> some reason and Toby running with <laughs> transmitter and Frank running behind him. Yeah, Ugh. turns
3: out that a gyro stabilized glider uh on quite a windy day, uh, when your radio radio decides not to be a radio anymore, uh, can stay up for quite a while and go quite far. <laughs>
1: How far? What sort of distances are we talking about?
3: Quite uh, while. <laughs> it was like I, I did look on Google Maps afterwards and I think it was like, it was a good few hundred meters um, that, it, that it went, I think. Um, and it just happened to land like on a path, uh, like on a clear bit of path with huge amounts of bracken and all sorts of things either side. Like Perfect.
0: <laughs> you couldn't have done better if you were exactly. on the
3: radio
1: then.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think you had done better than not being in control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Just on the final landing thing, I think Richard Warwick's nailed it here, that if your quad doesn't bounce upside down, that wasn't a proper landing. <laughs>
2: right, that I'm very disappointed with everybody in... Where I fly in the woods occasionally with li- little whoops and stuff, I literally have mm-hmm. to land on a tree stump because it's the only single bit of dry thing there is. And if I screw that landing up, I, I can't fly that quad anymore because it's covered in mud and water.
3: I don't see why. So that's come what on, you.
2: people! Isn't it usually just a bit? I end up just standing in some place that's
1: like slightly drier than the surrounding area. Like you're not standing in a puddle, are you? Because like your feet are going to be wet, surely. I, I've got all
2: the waterproof boots on and stuff when I go out. Oh, okay I, I just I stand on the high ground. that's, that's my strategy. <laughs> if I was stood on this tree stump, then I wouldn't have anywhere to land or I'm take good. off. It sounds you the, the way you talk about your flying area, it sounds like it's
1: just a, a lake, a shimmering <laughs> lake of mud as far as the eye can see. Well, one tree stump you think I'm off.
2: overdoing it, but it, literally it's you, you can I've retrieved quads that I haven't landed and the first thing you have to do is pull them out the mud. And like the mud covers <laughs> motors, going all. The, you know, when you take your cords back, and the first thing you have to do is run them under the tap. That's not good, I think, because it it shouldn't be that bad. <laughs> well, I'm lo- I'm looking forward to seeing the the bone drone fly
1: though. Hmm. Yeah, Mitchell I saw a rotor that How are you going to build it? What, what are you going to make it a light one, a heavy one? What are you thinking?
2: It's um. I'm actually going to use it. It, it suggested you use sort of. Short motors, so you can see over them, <laughs> because obviously you're facing out and you just got stuff. this view. And I've got an old quad with old Cobra 2204s and I was mm-hmm. like, that oh, would work." No, my ones were really smooth. Actually, they're still pretty nice because I can combine ones? that with he lands the sort of soft mud every time, doesn't he? <laughs> Three inch <laughs> style setup here. And the ESCs in that will run those little 2204s, no problem. And uh, yeah, it's kind of funny how we've uh, veered back, went to like 2207,
1: 2208, and now look around, there's a ton of 2203 and 2204 options
2: again. Oh, well, this is just me looking on the wall and saying, <clears> what don't <throat> I use? That one. He'll do. I'm taking the motors off that. No, no,
1: just a commentary that like, uh, that, that trend has been circular and people have gone back to the lighter motors again.
2: That is true, with the whole endurance stuff. Caroline's saying you're assuming you fly in the long direction. She makes a good point here. Mm, I was assuming that. I suppose you you could, I suppose, do it either way. You'll have amazing, like, your capability, I I suppose, in that direction. (laughs) Yeah, you you can roll like
1: crazy, but your pitch is... What do you care about, pitch or roll? That's what you've got to ask yourself, really, isn't it?
3: There's Maybe this is the there. one to uh, stick on the front of a wing.
1: That's I mean right. it's got you a, just like well no because you've got motors mounted on, on either side. That's gonna <laughs> how do you you need standoffs. I mean I've been thinking. I've been running over 3D prints in my head. Like, how do I get this frame stuck on the front of a wing? Mm. Gaffer type. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean I started out with these grandiose schemes of I'll just I'll learn 3D printing. I will sculpt myself the required parts and then to has someone Let's made to the part something averse, then to uh, how much hot or, glue is this going to need?
3: Because like duct tape round mm. it, and then like squirt in some expanding foam, and take the tape off.
1: Expanding foam is pretty sticky stuff. Um, I'm thinking. Well, I suppose it's lighter what, than hot glue, isn't it?
0: Hot glue is a bit what, heavy. What about that? The, those weird pellets that you heat up in hot water and then you mould. Polymorph.
3: Into, they're, yeah, quite they're quite heavy.
0: heavy. They are quite heavy. As it's they
1: sugary. are Sugru, yeah.
3: Um,
0: Polymorph. I mean, we'll me see. We'll me see. and Curry are like yo. We're, we're on Red Dwarf right
1: now I mean, Dwarf. <laughs> Actually, I cut a slot in the wing, and I'm just going to jam the frame through the slot in the wing, and then just mm. glue it in there. Mm-hmm. Probably what we're end up doing. Yeah. Because then i um, you know, everyone. Keep, keep, whenever I see a conversation about wings, people mention the center of gravity. So if I cut straight, you know, halfway <laughs> through the wing. Preserve my central
2: gravity. Yeah. Well, we crashed a friend's 3D printed wing because he neglected to tell me that his motor that he got me to fly it with wasn't rated for 4S. And when we said, let's try go full throttle, a puff of smoke came out. And (laughs) we found out that PLA doesn't glide that well because it's quite heavy. (laughs) But the nose disintegrated to the point where, you know, when you got those like washing tab things and you can, there's a sort of a top. And it's kind of oval shaped. And I was like, that will stick on the wing with a bit of gaffer tape quite nicely and make a, a new nose. So just look round at your household objects and see what you can use.
0: That's what I mean. Mix up Gorilla Glue 5050 with PVA glue. Amazing foam filler. That sounds like a
1: valuable tip. I'm gonna to have to give that a go. I've got some gorilla so you glue. you have and... to
0: activate it is with it... water as well. PVA well,
1: is well, just wood, awesome wood glue, isn't it?
2: Kind is wood glue of...
1: different to PVA?
3: Uh, I think wood glue might have a few other things in it, but it's. I think it's pretty much. Pretty, it behaves much the same. same. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, Then that. it's got water in it, so that's what excites the Gorilla glue ah, and makes it go. Yeah, because yeah, that's moisture.
1: Like, yeah. yeah, I used to spray the parts with a bit of uh, water to get it to go off quicker. Got Gorilla Glue holding my drain pipe together. Works a treat.
0: Gorilla Glue's mm. good stuff. I never, I've never used it myself. Never... It's a bit
1: messy because of the foaming. Like it, mm. it does appreciably increase in volume.
2: It, it does what do you use bit...
0: Gorilla go on? I've
2: used it to fix um, wings before. My my upper wings got this great. When I... we took off, and someone turned on their um, VTX, and I couldn't see anything, and it crashed. And it crashed with such a force that part of the wing broke off, bounced over the fence of a tennis court, which I had to climb over and get it back again. So that wing got glued back on with Grilla Glue because Grilla Glue is very good at expanding into all those little holes yeah. and holding If very you've well. taken a gouge out or something, it'll fill it up yeah. nicely. It does fizz up, but that fizz up over the top, you can just basically scalpel <clears> off again.
1: And it's not like brittle. It's got a little bit of flex, but it's still fairly rigid. It, I, th- so the only flying wingy thing that I've had is a Hubsan Spyhawk which I got after flying the little hub quads as a beginner. And I thought, oh, they do, they do planes as well, grab a plane. And uh, someone else had pre-crashed it, and it was already sort of in bits. I never really did get it flying properly. But I, it was stuck together with a lot of Gorilla glue by the end.
2: As, as all wings should end up. Most most <laughs> wings end up mostly glue. Yeah. The only reason I laminated my original Falcon was because it, it has become much more like sponge than foam. And I was like, let's harden this up somehow. Let's laminate it. <laughs> it's all hard again now. That's better. Yeah, I found
1: that the the, the downpipe from the gutters um, kind of pours out into a little culvert at the front of the house, and that was falling off the whole time. So I put a bunch of Gorilla Glue around that and jammed it on, held it there for a little while. that has been on there for about five years now.
3: Pretty good.
0: That is a testament. <laughs> <laughs> it's well.
1: good stuff.
3: Awesome. Just thought back to the, the beagle bone. Sorry, not the beagle bone. What do I mean? Bone drone. Bone drone. Different thing. Uh, I would like to know whether that would work scaled up to X-class size.
2: Mm. I, I get slightly I more worried to about the launch on. at that point. I <laughs> someone stood underneath it. Go! It, it might need some them. legs, to be fair. <laughs>
1: I, I got pretty interested in X-Class after seeing people talk about them recently and the, the racing and things and how people were using like eight smaller motors in a concentric pattern instead of mm-hmm. just four big motors. Um, and I've kind of looked over like the size to weight ratios and a lot of people think that the motors on X-Class are absolutely huge, but if you look at them relative to the size of the craft, they're not actually that big. Um kind of interesting how we're a bit limited for those larger motors 47 42 these are kind of size of motors you might see on x-class going up to maybe 52 but if you think of the size of an x-class compared to a five inch you should really be way bigger than that and you could run stonking big props too
3: well i think right. there's also an element of like the the bigger your props are the more kind of disc area there is less speeds. You need just for you know. Unless A, you need to be pushing down just to get your your weight up, to to get your lift, and so then you end up with a thing of like the you know power with against air speed is like cubic. So if you've got you know if you're eight times bigger, maybe you only need double the power. I don't know. I feel like there's there's probably some mm. nonlinear things there that are gonna mean that even though it's it doesn't all scale up quite yeah. in proportion.
0: I just see
1: some of the some of the problems on these X class, they remind me of people kind of flying tiny whoops and stuff, bizarrely. Mm. But they've gone outside of that Goldilocks zone where the power to weight is balanced and they're sort of overextended a bit. I'm not saying right. it's, it's terrible, but, you know, there's a lot of gap between the props as well. 13-inch props on something that could probably fit 17, 18-inch props, maybe.
3: Yeah. How's how's our poll doing? Because I, I did a poll as we were sort of queuing up, ready to to go live, uh, asking people what's their favourite way to get your fix over <laughs> winter. Uh, and at the moment, we've got 40% Good of time. people prefer to just... Go outdoors and just brave the weather. Just
1: you brave, it. tough Going souls. Outside. Well done. Yep. Well done. Stand on your tree stumps, surrounded by a lake of mud, <laughs> pulling your quad out, hosing it off with a tank of ISO that you brought to the field and, with you.
3: As I Good say offer. that, it's dropped. People have gone for other options. <laughs>
1: uh, You've got a couple of photo <laughs> <for> simulators. <isn't laughs> <there? laughs>
3: uh, now, whoa, uh, next one at twenty nine percent. Whoops. So there you go, as you were saying, people go for that okay. way to get their fix over winter. Um, I wonder if anyone in the chat uh, has been or is planning to go to the uh the the race castle uh, in Hertfordshire that Drone Junkie and the Hearts RC Club, if I'm getting that right, are putting on. Um, so if, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago. They're sort of gradually making bigger and bigger events and sort of doing bigger push out of it. So, if anyone in the chat goes to that or has been to that, let us know because I'd be interested to know. Uh, next in the list is simulators at 23%. There uh, so mm-hmm. you go. And finally, bringing up the rear, I imagine it's exclusively Jack, is building.
0: No. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much how I... And hello, survived. Tony,
1: who's just appeared in the chat. Hello, hello.
0: there. Hello, Tony. Tony.
2: That is yes, a uh, funky-looking aeroplane. It it seems you have to try and... um, You have to be a little bit more flexible at this time of year. You have to have mm. things ready to go. You can't kind of plan on it. It's just kind of, there's a day. I have to be able to charge quickly and go. Mm-hmm which is the kind of kind of where sort of larger um whoops or toothpicks that you can get outside quickly and you know just get around the trees yeah. instead of having to go somewhere big is quite nice it's time to test
1: whether you can in fact charge those batteries at, at 10C just like put them in, put them in the lipo safe rack up the current and get out there as quick as possible before it starts raining exactly that or just grab some of the storage charge and fly those because, meh.
3: <laughs> uh, this is why I've got a, a field pack that I, like because I'm only ever charging it and discharging it fairly slowly, I don't really give a damn about whether it builds up internal resistance over the course of leaving it charged. So I'll, I'll leave it charged for ages uh, and not worry about it. And then I can just get out and you know, have
1: just what rapid do you need charge for one a field battery? pack? How much juice do you need for a field pack?
3: Uh, I mean, mine's 10,000 milliamp hour
1: 4s. Um, if that doesn't convert directly, right? You've got efficiency loss when you put that yeah, into a charger and into another lipo,
3: but it's pretty, pretty efficient. I mean, I, I haven't measured it, but I reckon it's probably like 80% or something.
1: Um,
3: but. Yeah, that's that does me for a pretty good day of flying. Mm. Um, especially if I'm like, say, like if I want to spend. All, like, if it's a brilliant day and I've got all day and I'm going to spend all day flying, I can take something like my Bradian that takes like Woot batteries. Uh, you know, and I, can I do
1: notice we're starting to hours. see those lithium like camping charger things, like mm. Curry was reviewing. Oh man, I'm starting to see those appear. They, they are costly
2: time, though. They're very expensive. Yeah, something, something a bunch else of 18650s at, in a plastic box. Would you like to look at our one? Like somebody wants to send me another one. It's like I'm not. I'm not really a, a battery pack channel. I'll like, have it you know. when you're done.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> the amount they're asking for them.
2: Yeah, yeah it's like over five hundred quid. This one's using yeah, um, LIFO, life batteries instead of um, Lion. Oh, which, really?
0: What Life those batteries, like? to
2: me, seem to do a little bit better when you leave them uh, yeah. charged. More than, you see people um, in motorhomes using those. Oh, it's really? Cause cause real mostly. off-the-grid living, yeah, LIFE's, yeah. 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 Ah, so caravans and stuff use general... like Yeah, giant sort of milk 12, bottle
1: size cells, huge great suckers.
0: Hmm. Yeah, but I I think we'll probably see them in, like, you know, Peter Streeple, who's made, like, his hmm. little off-grid house... He was talking about getting some. I mean, he's got leisure batteries for now, but there's, you know, there's there's people talking about them in the sort of van life um, sort of conversations, which is refreshing, really, because other uh, the only other time you hear van life is that poor girl out in uh, America who, it, it, but she, you know, who built a lovely van and was travelling and a crazy exploit. That, boyfriend murdered her you know so that is
3: not the only i've
2: heard this hear story about. it's, it's oh. not the instant thing i think of van life
1: yeah
0: but that's uh
1: <laughs> i just think of my mate who's faintly obsessed with recreating the a-team van despite the fact he's <laughs> he's got a camp a family and is encouraged to act more responsible but you know kudos is to him he like- he's really going for it
0: Firing machine guns and being like, I ain't getting on no. No, plane. it's just like
1: in my van,
0: all the, all the silly
1: <laughs> mod fantasies, and slowly pouring into this thing and paneling out with plywood and putting all the batteries. In. I don't think you put enough batteries in there, personally. I think probably those vans they're quite tall, and the more batteries you can jam under the floor cavity, the better, just to, to help a little bit on the corners.
0: Yeah, but then <laughs> you know the, the suspension suffers a bit. The I'm transits.
1: I mean, they're built for hauling weight. Yeah, I
3: suppose, yeah, true. This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears, all thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. Ten years ago, I feel like a lot of RC stuff, a lot of RC chargers were built so that you could charge batteries off your car. But that doesn't seem like that's a thing anymore. I haven't heard of anyone charging a battery a off battery. their car for quite a while.
2: Yeah, the old the old car ones always used to have the uh, the sort of the normal cigarette lighter style twelve volt I, yeah. thing. Yeah. But
1: I've got a, I've got a Hyundai, a really small one, and I'm pretty sure that the battery in there is only something like a handful of amp hours, like yeah. 15, 20 amp hours. I not, wouldn't necessarily want to go charging Perhaps on Perhaps the intention
2: is as you're driving somewhere, you charge as opposed to just plugging it in when it's off. Yeah. Because a lot a of really these lot little battery
1: town battery. cars are basically carrying motorbike batteries in them. You need to be a bit careful about how much juice you've got in there.
3: Maybe yeah, that's I, the difference. I maybe mine. just maybe like ten years ago mm. when we were charging like nickel batteries, you could quite happily just leave that Triple charging charge. and not worry yeah. about it. Mm. Now you're
1: ripping like fifty amps out <laughs> of a time into your high-performance thousand-watt charger. It's a bit more of a into,
3: big deal. into a lithium battery that if you're driving along, you don't want to just have burst. Which you've left
1: hand. next to a source of flammable materials <laughs> vis-a-vis <laughs> your car. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I <laughs> that would the just be
1: the worst lipo fire ever. Oh my light! My battery's on fire. Oh, it's in my car. Oh
2: yeah, no. yeah. Richard, <laughs> no. Richard Warwick makes a good point here about the old four button charge used to come with crocodile clips to attach to car batteries. Yeah, that's yeah. what you used to bring to the field with you. None of these like twenty thousand uh, milliamp hour six S that. You yeah, you're not see pulling that much everywhere. current
1: sustained for crocodile clips, are you? It's not gonna. Yeah, I think it's the landscapes just changed a bit.
0: Yeah, and I think back a while ago, not you know, you kind of like only had like four batteries, whereas now with Hobby King, it's made them more affordable, and we buy several packs because we only get like three or four minutes out of them. Mm. You know, we're now buying a lot more packs and charging a lot more, and you kind of build up a lipo collection. Yeah. The motors and like, everything
1: just up-leveled as well, didn't they? Like, people yeah. are running much more powerful motors, pushing more ramps through the motors.
0: Yeah. yeah. The Dribb charged yeah. his batteries off his F-150. F-150. Couldn't, couldn't start it after a day's flying.
1: And that's a chunky monkey, that one. It's a big truck.
0: Mm. What
2: were you going to say, Curry? I can't remember now. It was very insightful, but I lost my track.
0: <laughs> what were we talking yeah. about? Inverters for everyone, get back to that company.
1: It'd be really nice to see some DIY projects that tackle this because a lot of these, they're really just taking 18650s. And if you buy 18650s wholesale, you can get them for pennies. Well, um, pennies, you can get them for about £2 each, right? Um, A lot short of the 500 quid cost that you see for these box of 18650s with an Arduino on it, which is pretty much what the charges are. So maybe we'll see some open source solutions, fix it
2: some people oh, no. said do a diy kit and it's essentially like some batteries some inverters a nice box mm. and like you said something like an arduino to display yeah. some stuff but um i already got sent one so now i can't be bothered to build it but, yeah, but for, unless you'll do it, it it it's really for somebody going away for the weekend camping it's not I don't think it's necessarily for us because if you want to charge a bunch of batteries, we do what Frank does and we buy a big battery and you plug it into your charger and you charge off that. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to, you know, be overnighting in a tent and you're like, you know, I need to I need to run my little TV because I want to watch, insert horrible soap opera here or whatever, I don't know. Or, or you're like me and it's like, I need my CPAP machine. So I might die during the night, but at least you won't <laughs> have to suffer that horrendous snoring. So, you know, pros and cons.
0: <laughs> the CPAP... Uh stop the snoring it's it's, supposed to shoving air in
2: it's shoving air in but according to pippa it does not stop the snoring especially after thursday night and two beers
0: (laughs) positive airway pressure is that why um when when are you coming back to do curry kit on wednesday
2: i don't know um, it's not a good time. Forza Horizon 5 just came out and that's going to be okay. addicting for next month, um, spe-
0: Speaking of uh, open source and like making your own stuff, Chad, old Chad Kappa is up to his uh, old ways and he's he's now um, started a electronic hack hack make mod channel. I don't know whether you guys know about this. Yeah, I yeah, saw well, it, I a fear my feed but I didn't have a clue what you. it was. Yeah, with, so with
3: David, right? Yeah, uh, hang on, David Winderstahl.
2: Oh, with David's on there, like Ben
3: Heck stuff.
1: It. Quite enjoy watching Ben Heck stuff still. Yeah, he's just a madman yeah. out in the woods disassembling cheap digital watches now.
0: I, know, I like one. that. Um Share screen. Yeah, we've got the whole like. Yep, there's David, and it, yeah, he's released the channel. But if you go to videos. You can find out where this original channel has come from, and it's where he uploaded the doctor DR DR1 movie. So he's he's basically recycled the you know couple of thousand things and because it's that would be why
3: it was in my subscriptions. I did wonder. I don't remember subscribing to this.
2: Wrote a DR1 had its own channel, didn't it? For people
1: whose memory fails them, what is DR1? to dr
3: One was a a community made um, movie that they kind of filmed a bit every week and published every week, and then eventually it got made into a, a feature length uh, f- film that you could, uh, you know, buy. some
1: kind of sci fi thing.
3: Yeah, it's kind of post apocalyptic. Uh, a boy and his drone. That's that's kind of the yeah. easiest way to synopsize it.
0: Yeah, and yeah, uh, the old tricopter and yeah had a speaker and this was made out of you can see the windscreen wipers here mm-hmm. and like the windscreen concept. wipers legs
1: how do you go from that to a hacking channel
0: well he's obviously reusing it repurposing it because obviously be it means that it means Insidiously that they
1: he- slip into people's feeds you mean
0: Yes. Yeah. it's it's already got a load of subscribers and also you need 1000 subscribers before you can monetize. So it's already ready to go and monetize.
1: Sneaky, sneaky.
0: Well. Let me play the 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 hack. The hack uh hack mod make whatever. But this is this is their initial so They in, made a vacuum intro. cleaner. Yeah, so far, we've just had a vacuum cleaner.
1: Where are the rocket knives? More rocket knife.
0: I know. Cleaning,
1: cleaning via rocket knife, that's what we need.
0: So, did you see that horrific, inappropriate use of that uh, saw?
1: Yeah, that's always fun until someone loses a finger. Yeah, so... Have you seen the uh, the, the shotgun stop systems on saws, though? Yes, that's pretty pretty bad as well.
0: The amount of people like feeding sausages into into. Yeah.
1: Them. Oh, well, you wouldn't do it because it it breaks it's the saw basically. Shit. Well, it'll cut you a little bit, but it won't sever a finger. Uh, but yeah, fires a, like a shotgun shell to counter the inertia of the blade and stops it in millimeters. As soon as it detects uh, a closed circuit, like it's cut you. But it also totals the blade and like knackers up the bearings in the, in the saw as well, so it's not something yeah. you do just to see what happens.
0: I've seen it. I've seen it demonstrated a couple of times, but I didn't know it completely ruined stuff. Yeah. We costly. there's
3: there's different things, right? That you can have electromagnetic brakes on table saws as well, but there. Uh, They're they're not as.
1: This one throws a bar into the blades, just throws like a tempered bar straight into the blades to stop it at all costs because it knows it's going to remove parts of your body otherwise. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. That's
0: horrendous.
1: And just fires it in with a shotgun shell to do it as fast as possible.
0: So, So if you wondered why, like, Bono's last album it somehow got into your subscription feed without you ever doing that it was it was trojan it was David <laughs> that
2: was apple just putting it there <laughs> what? I know. where's
1: the rocket knife come on now like if there's one thing that would have like got people's interest vacuum cleaners poo poo how are we going to carve our turkey quicker <laughs> this christmas
0: i know where's my rocket uh, knife I I think it was just getting a bit crazy for David. And uh, he also smoked out his um, uh, barn accidentally with his uh, deep fat fryer full of rocket mix. (laughs) He accidentally...
1: (laughs) None of this was a surprise, surely. Like, oh, wait, I've got a deep fat fryer full of rocket fuel. Oh, I've attached rockets to this knife. Like,
0: mm, he's not a
1: stupid guy. Well, he he
0: he he dodoed up and managed to set it on fire and smoke out his whole barn, and uh, he he had to cut up the track in the end for space. So, yeah, that's about it. I think there's only so many things you can rocket, knife, and punch. I'm sure he could find
1: a way of doing it without the track. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> that is dangerous.
0: I
2: think the track is what rocket reflying katana. Where will it go? <laughs> <laughs> Place well, we have now. a field on that katana. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> oh, oh, damn. My God. I saw uh, just thinking about what's been what else has been in my YouTube subscriptions recently. Uh I've seen both painless and barbell have gone. Fairly mad with the Edge T X sticking that on things.
1: Time to jump forward, guys. Everyone was asking for OpenTX 2.4 for years and years. Well, they released that, then they released 2.5, and apparently by Christmas we'll see 2.6. So get on the train. It's going.
0: So what what made Daddy um, flash his uh transmitter? Because, people like, kept
1: sending him fancy radios and he got jelly that he couldn't use the touchscreen and other people could.
2: So I haven't watched, watched Bardman's video, or Bard World in fact, um, <laughs> but I, I was wondering what, what what is the case? I'm still asking, what is the case for people that don't have a fancy touchscreen and let's ignore the 500 hertz versus 250 hertz? Other than that, what have the Romans done for us? <laughs> Um, so yeah there's the 500 hertz thing which you say you don't care about but I said not to mention it because it's a given
1: so colour themes if you want to actually make use of your colour screen if you don't have a colour screen I haven't got a colour screen if you play on a a simulator there's a bug which ramps up the simulator latency and makes it feel a bit pants Um, if you have a radio like the Nirvana um, if you just just want a bit of a change in your curious which is what drew me in and i'm quite keen for them to release the the yaml config file stuff because i think it's easier to manage configs if i can read them rather than using companion so it's
2: interesting so it it does sound like that at the moment it's still uh you get touchscreen and good color support and you get the 500 hertz support and eventually they have your yaml but mm. other than that I, I still it's know, not broken. Like, if it's not broken, it, it's don't not, fix it. You know, it's it's not that I don't think Edge T X is looking good. I just don't know if there's like a real good reason. If it's not to broken, don't from,
1: fix it, man. Like, like you DX don't need it. to upgrade. Yeah. Um in the same way as you know, you could carry on flying like D eight and that's fine if it's not broken and you haven't it got a load broken. of money sloshing around going, <laughs> hold in your pocket. <laughs> it's so <laughs> broken. <laughs> but, you know, people would say that about edges, about OpenTX as well. And that's why people put the time into it. In their minds, it was broken, but it's not necessarily bad. Like, OpenTX still works. It's fine.
3: As as Clive is saying, like an old X9D Tyrannus, like, that doesn't have any of those things. That there's, there's no reason... To no, not really. Yeah, is
0: there?
1: Like if you're this. happy, like you're happy. You don't need to go chasing the next shiny, shiny thing. You can just enjoy flying. Right? So Where, is,
0: where's this video on OpenT uh, on Edge TX? Uh
1: Bardwell's one.
0: No. Um Painless. I'd I imagine if you function. search
3: Painless three sixty edge tx, maybe you'll find it. Have you seen
2: this site called Google Jack? Cut the middleman. Go straight to YouTube and then do a search. Might be quicker. Uh, I
0: well, I don't know. I, just, I thought it would be a recent video, and it's oh, not. Painless has been covering that stuff
1: for a while. Like this isn't this isn't new. They like I said, they pushed out that like, two point four release and a two point five release, and now they're moving on to two point six. So, there are two releases uh, in in the bag already. Like, he's probably done it a few months ago.
2: I thought I accidentally got sent a TX sixteen. I was quite excited. It was from this company called Wfly, and it turns out it looks exactly like one and has a color touchscreen, but it's their own OS, which that was sneaky. I saw that that was sneaky. Yeah, so it's not what is their deal?
1: Because they're essentially charging TX16s money, but they're giving you something that isn't.
2: Well, it could be the fact that there is enough people that are confused with. OpenTX enough to want the standard radio now this is not going to make any sense to at least me and you Stephen because we're stupid computer nerds and thus OpenTX and its ilk makes sense but other people they tend to like a 250 page manual and all these wizards that say what are you flying oh what surfaces do you have in which case it just says right well this is your dual rates and this is this switch does this and this switch does that and that's, that's what you got there's a market for that, like the Orca stuff that's come out, right? So that's the latest.
1: I was just, just showing my silly. I got a guitar strap and put it on my TX16 because I wanted a nice strap. I actually sewed it. I spent watched a bunch of sci-fi shows and, and sewed this. So was,
2: yeah, sorry. As a tutorial, no, I'm confused. Sci-fi shows showed you how
1: to. No, I was Sewing I was just guitars. bored. It takes a long time to sew through <laughs> thick webbing, so it took took a while um but yeah, yeah it was I, nicer I than just, the ethics strap
0: i can just imagine curry like switching on that radio and like what are you flying none of your business it's my aircraft <laughs> i'm not telling you <laughs> there's a sort of bloke who gets into a taxi and they're like where do you want to go to uh, i would like take to that you know, tone with me sir yeah that's yeah, like, like the other thing it started
2: talking to me it says stuff like trim center i was like who was saying that there's no sd card slot what's going on where are you so, have you I seen the Orca see announcement oh, as well?
0: Yelling at clouds. No. <laughs> I'd curry? So, no. Or- Orca
1: have released a controller with no screen and a phone app. Like, something I think they really should have done with Edge TX. Because the screen amazing. on your radio is crap compared to the screen that you do everything else on your phone. So, they've got a Bluetooth connection to your phone. And you just use your phone. But for some unobvious reason, likely involving a brown paper bag full of 50s, it only works with Immersion RC Ghost. And they've developed mm-hmm. a special module size that only fits in that radio because <laughs> it wasn't irritating enough trying to install modules on radios, so they put another form factor in there.
3: Well, that killed it. I was I was ready to throw some money there. At, well, you still can, because you can flash... People.
0: You can flash ghost nope. to the nope. uh, I- Express MRS. It's a good it's idea, though, right? Like, you use Express your phone
1: MRS. and you've got that nice touchscreen instead of a poopy touchscreen, because even... It's a nice radio, but touchscreen is not great. And you can have, like, regular easy updates from an app that updates itself, and then you can connect to your config and it pushes stuff out to the radio. It's a cute idea. I kind um, of
2: agree. What? what I think, I think there's, bit, there's something for, like... Just like minimal information because most of the time if I'm in the field and I've got a bunch of quads with me, the most I might do is say, okay, I'm flying this, I need you to change my model. And, Mm. you know, I might have some things with telemetry that could send stuff back. But most of the time I just want to say swap to like model number four, which is this quad. And I feel that's a faff to do on a phone screen, but set up for a phone screen and stuff like Mm. that makes perfect sense because you won't be doing it all the time. But once you've got it, it's like I want model one, model two, model three without having to take... From a phone out. And you can do wizards and
1: you can have rich content that like lead you through the process of configuring stuff on a phone and you've got the application environment to develop that. Whereas on a radio, you've got to build all that stuff from the ground up and it's just onerous and slow and no one bothers. Yep.
3: Yeah. Don't build a phone into the radio. Just
1: Yeah, exactly. Who was that? Was that Futaba who built the phone into the radio and put Android on it? I think, that was no, I think quite a few
3: it? people have done that sort of thing. So what you yeah, need, yeah, is just it's a, a waste phone of money on the
1: radio. Pop that in, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. Been, Maybe they'll start a trend.
0: You know, uh, or eerie on um, you know, and be like, hey, so and so, I would like model four, and you're like ah, BBC Radio Four. No, <laughs> not all poor. <four. laughs> it's like Siri
2: actually like to home. Safe? It was gonna be like phoning Jack. <laughs> no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> or you're just flying. You know, you're just happily flying along, and then like someone else asks their Siri something, and all of a sudden,
1: yeah, yeah, and you're upside down
3: in yeah. tree.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, oh yeah because you'd be all on the same it'd be like <laughs> hey orca <laughs> model seven okay changing to model seven <laughs> everyone switches
3: to model
1: seven
0: <laughs> <No>! <laughs>
1: well, it's an I'll interesting trend, kind of like, it does need a bit of a bump because this radio came out I think the TX-16 is probably about 18 months old now, so it's nice to see things are actually moving on. It's healthy. There's right, also at well, light T-Lite V2 coming
2: out, which looks like someone sort of mashed up a Tango in a light. Did I see as well that um, um, ELRS have got a new release candidate for version 2?
1: Yeah, so there is a laundry list of ELRS stuff. So now all the modules within ESP, I think, can run themselves as a, a Bluetooth gamepad. That's built in. They've got the ability to run OLED screens. And if your radio doesn't work with a lure, you can use a button soon after 2.0. I think that's going to 2.1. Lots of funky little features. RGB LEDs. Just, oh, I haven't got the list up. I've gone a hidden it somewhere. But if anyone else has the list.
2: Ah, that would explain the sudden influx of... Um, OLED screens. I noticed, n- n- yeah. n- n- oh, for God's sakes, Namimno. Namimno had one and I just got sent this from BFPV, which seems to have Ooh. a little screen. Yeah, Green. there's some controversy the around that one because they said
1: that they've got a PR and it's going to work with the main code, but they haven't told any of the developers about that so
2: far. And developers well, just the last like, one worked so what well. <laughs> what is this? You only <laughs> had to disassemble it to make it bind. Yeah, so they haven't told the developers
1: about any of their code yet so we've we've also got dynamic power now it can ramp up power if it sees the uh, rssi dbm drop um it can join your home wi-fi network automagically so when you join wi-fi you won't have to jump over to their own access point it'll just join your home wi-fi and then your pc can go find your tx or rx and update it kiss Lua is supported uh Hilariously, you can now use TBS Agent Lite because it's fully compatible, not just with Crossfire for control, but for menus. So TBS Agent Lite works perfectly on ELRS version 2 as well as Crossfire and Tracer. Um, You can ramp up the board rate if you've got a radio that takes it, which your QX7 and X9D and all these older radios won't. But if you've got one that isn't bugged with the, uh, the old slow board problem... You can go from 400 kilobit to 4 megabit, which means that your data is just shoveling through faster and that drops latency a bit. And, 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 fixed wing posse, there's now a bunch of patches in that convert regular ELRS RXs to PWM output. Just on a standard Ooh. RX, the, the, the little happy model EP ones, you know, they've got that boot pad. Yeah, so you can repurpose the boot pad and the RX and the TX pads as three PWM outputs and just run PWM on your fixed wing from that. It's only three on the tip, the tiny RXs, because they don't have many pads. But the bigger ones go up to, to five channels, I believe.
2: Oh, that's I good, because everything else
0: managed to do that.
2: Ooh.
1: Yeah, yeah so now that's the smallest PWM option available, I believe.
0: What about well, um, if you've got the 2019 version of the Tyrannus? Does that support faster than Have you done the
1: inverter mod? Do I need to? Yes. Almost certainly. Unless it's got the fixed inverter? Has it got fast inverters?
0: Uh I, I never noticed a problem with it. The 2019 version. Use the wiki.
1: <laughs> uh use the wiki
0: and, and find out.
1: Send me the link to the wiki. <laughs> <laughs> expressLRS.org dot <laughs> org. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not the fountain of like arcane hardware knowledge. I can I can go there now and read off the website, but that's about as, far um, as, I, as I'll I just can go mention on
2: as well that um, who sent this? Oh, Richard Warwick has sent a link to uh, Hobby RC who who are, are selling the Matek CRSF to six channel PWM converter, which is a, a nice little thing because it's only like under a fiver. Uh, which is another way of, of just adding PWM channels to a uh, CRSF receiver, like ELRS or Crossfire or whatever you like. Oh, yeah,
1: those are handy. They've got uh, some telemetry as well, haven't they? Because the, there's the matek boards. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a big one and a small one, uh, a 6-channel and a 10-channel. They've both got Vbat telemetry, so they'll actually you can run your Vbat in there, and it'll tell you Vbat, which is a nice bonus. And the big one has a current meter and GPS as well, so you can even it's halfway to being a flight controller. The big one you can plug a GPS into it, and it'll send back GPS data to your radio.
3: Out of yeah. interest, with those Express LRS PWM outputs, do you know if they're are they like purely mapped one to one to the channel, or are they like mixing somehow? Like if you're
1: one, two, three, as far as I know, yeah.
3: Because you were saying, like, there's five on the bigger ones, there's five PWM outputs. How are they? Because isn't this coming up against that hard limit of how many?
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I actually don't know. Um, so you may find that the four, you've got four channels at full range, and then you'd have seven bit. So instead of thousand and twenty-four value you're dropping down to seven bit which is one twenty eight value. Mm. So your low precision potential.
3: So I was thinking oh, yeah. it would be it would be quite good if they, if you could just kind of mo- mix the like the actual full channels that you've got into multiple different outputs. So like for example if you've got flapperons then you don't need
1: There, there is separate. some work someone's done under the name PWMP, mm. someone who likes unpronounceable project names. I think it's Captain Breyer. I think maybe got me wrong. Maybe got the wrong dev. But he he did this CR Servo F thing, and uh, he's also done this. And as far as I know, he's basically used the same hardware, but completely re-engineered the protocol, and he's thrown out a lot of the the the, the packet size limitations and and packet frame oh, formatting. Yeah. It's going that so. Way. He may have just broken compatibility with the other real RS stuff, but given you more channels at full range. Mm. So the, there's a hardware mod for X9D. I'm afraid I don't know about Tyrannis. I've never owned one myself, um, leaping straight from my ancient deviation radio onto a uh, T-Lite and TX16S. So um, but yeah, there's, there's definitely some bugs with uh, the X7 brackets S, I don't know what, what this is.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm sure you know to run this way better than I. I just never had to dabble.
0: Um, would you like to see us out? Because you've done such a brilliant intro.
1: Oh, thanks, Jack. Well, thank you, everyone who's watching us. Um, today, we have been joined by everyone's favourite, Curry Kitten.
0: Goodbye, Patreon Jack. Is Frank. Hello. Thank you so much.
1: And our grand overlord and master, the organiser, Frank.
3: <laughs> Bye.
1: I've been Stephen, and this has been Let's Drone Out.
3: Make sure to like and subscribe and comment, and you can find us Hit on the bell repeatedly. and Sound Share the link. And Pocket Casts. And Print off our logo, yeah. put it through
1: people's doors.
3: If anyone wants a scarf, I might have a spare scarf going. Uh, you can probably get some stickers off of Jack if you touch him nicely maybe
1: after googling repeatedly I found out that there is actually a site that does LDO t-shirts which (laughs) we're terrible at advertising it's on Spreadshirt so if you want to buy one there's that
3: you can find it by going to com and then clicking on shop I think
0: if that still works if you listen to this and you have (laughs) people you fly with tell them about it because no one listens anymore (laughs) (laughs)
1: Smallest violin in the world. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Good night.
2: Telemetry lost.